Welcome back, everyone. Brother Neil Fraser in the house once again. Even though time is moving fast and it seems like the weeks are flying by, the only good thing about that is that we get to hear your show and experience your show faster. And you've been keeping up. Yes, you've been keeping up. You've been bringing the good stuff. And I'm really interested in this particular topic tonight. Seriously, I'm going to flash the banner for a second. Okay. The title, up here. the title is Civil War Number Two: Migrant Crisis and the Coming Paradigm Shift. Wow, yeah. the coming yeah. paradigm shift. That is something, wow. brother. Talk to Man. me. How are you? I'm doing great, brother Lance. I'm um, good to connect with you again today on Monday. It does seem like the time go by real fast. I had a pretty good weekend. Uh, one of my ex-teammates I hadn't seen in 32 years came here to San Francisco to, uh, and we watched the uh, me and his wife. Uh, we watched the uh, game, right? And uh, it was just good chopping up with them and talking about you know all the years that have gone by and uh, how things, although they seem to change, have have not really changed. But, uh, you know, it's always good to see, you know, people that were a part of your life when you were younger help shape your personality. But, uh, again, brother, I want to greet you, uh, all the great videos. Uh, you know, again, I try to keep up with some some of them. But, you know, I always tell you it's one of me. It seems like it's three of you. <laughs> uh, but kudos to you. Uh, greetings to everybody out there in the chat room. But, uh, yeah, we have some serious stuff to talk about today. Um, and uh, as you correctly said, Civil War II, uh, the migrant crisis, and the coming Civil War. And one of the things that, uh, as, as I begin to research this and look at this, because a lot of times when we look at the news to get information, we know that we're not getting the real information. We, we're getting a narrative that has been edited maybe a hundred times, um, but we're not getting the the real truth on the ground. Or like you like to say, boots on the ground. We're yes. not getting that. They, they have effectively taken away. You, you remember the days where we had real journalism, where people were out in the streets reporting things, you know, as they happen. Well, well, they've taken away that from uh, the American people. So now we have to rely on people like yourself to bring the truth and, you know, different other different platforms that are dealing with this because um, I don't want to say we're forced to do this, but, again, we're at war, so we have to fight back. We either have to fight back or dig holes to go hide in. Okay, that's basically what it comes down to. But, uh, yeah, if you would put that first picture up there, uh, brother, of the uh, Civil War, I'll start, I'll start out with that. It's, okay. Uh, let, me, let me grab it here. It should be there. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. Okay. Because um, the way I have them, um, I downloaded them, but it wasn't in any particular order, or the order was okay. shifted. So okay. just let me know what it looks like, and I'll try my okay. best to go through it. Okay. Okay, bet. That's great. So, um, first, I want to I want to give a definition of what a paradigm shift is. I know many people may know, but I just want to reiterate this. But a paradigm shift is a major change 
and how people think and get things done that upends and replaces an existing state of existence. Uh, it's a major change in the worldwide concepts and practices of how something works or is accomplished. A paradigm shift can appear within a wide variety of contexts, as we'll see today, from scientific research to just any industry. So uh, let's address this civil war issue. Um, no matter what people say with this uh, political rhetoric, okay, um, the civil war was fought over you. This, this has been the foundational crisis of our country and uh, the uh, seeds of it that has germinated is still present in our society today. Okay, it's always been this divide. Uh, I forgot how many Americans died, but it, it was uh, a lot, <laughs> hundreds of thousands. Okay, but this picture shows you how intense, okay, this war and fight uh, uh, for the fundamental issue that have always existed in our country, and that's you. You have been always been the focus of the economic foundation as well as the social structure in this country. And so, again, this first civil war that was fought was fought over black people because what you did for this country uh, changed, changed this country forever, okay? The things that, and we've gone over this in the videos uh, previously. I, I won't go into it, but I just want this picture to sink in um, because somehow we have people out here trying to say that this war was not fought over black folks when we know that it was. Okay, so what is a civil war? A civil war is when you have two factions of ideologies warring against each other. Um, and there's always something at stake that they're warring over. And, and again, in this case, it was you, um, the wealth that you created for this country, and the fact that if you were not going to be this free labor class again, then they, they were willing to fight to the death in order to keep you in this state of existence. And keep this in mind, okay? Keep this in mind because as we go through this, this is very, very important because the paradigm shift that's taking place has a lot to do with what you're looking at right now, okay? Uh, so the Civil War, in my opinion, okay, others may agree, Civil War II is, is putting Americans against the people we call migrants okay this this is a plan to destabilize the economy 
And one of the reasons, again, one of the reasons why they want to destabilize the country is because they have done everything possible, okay, to eliminate black people. Okay, they, they, uh, you know, we all know the list, okay? The guns that they brought in our community, the drugs, you know, putting us at the bottom of the financial um, network in this country where um, we're, we're never able to set up any type of corporate structure on our own, okay, by design. So this is, this is a calculated, orchestrated plan that has been in the works for decades. Even when you, you go back to the Nixon administration in 1971, this, this is where it really all started, okay, where um, the United States government sold out the American people to China, okay, and then, you know, from that point on, we we saw this the, this media uh, propaganda that always told us that American government and the, and the corporations were fighting for our rights, when in actuality they were fighting for the rights of the global elite and the people that control America. Okay, brother, you can you can remove that. I want to I want to talk about a couple of things here. If if you see the the picture where those uh trucks are um, you know, going down the highway towards Mexico from America, I wanted to talk about that for a second. Okay. I'll look for that one. Okay. So, um oh, I see it. I see it. You want me to put it okay. up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, do me a favor and tilt your your phone oh. Okay. Up. Back. Yeah, the top back. Yeah. That way you're more That's centered. Good. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to bring that photo now. Okay. Just lost it. Wait a second. <laughs> no no problem. But, uh, yes. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, one of the things, part of the deception, you know, the decades-long deception that they have perpetrated on the American people, okay, and we always know that when America has a cold, we have a flu, okay? But these trade wars that they talk about is fake, okay? And I'm going to show you today why they're fake. But uh, this civil war includes America, China, and Mexico, okay? And, and it's a, a global power uh, realignment okay, or or paradigm shift, because five to ten of the major manufacturers, including General Motors, have all moved their plants to Mexico, okay? So they can say whatever they want. Um, Those of us that uh, know, we know that the American uh, government, and and we're going to show why, is deliberately allowing these people into the country, okay, because of the uh, trade deficit that they have with Mexico and China. Um, what, what, what are they battling over? They're battling over the resources, 
okay? Because, again, the old saying, he who controls the gold controls the world. And so we have this, this battle. They tell us that it's a trade war when, in fact, the United States have always been a partner with China and Mexico. Okay, so, you know, these lies that they spew out to try to act as if our corporation, because it's really our corporations, okay, that run the world. They they actually um, put forth policies that um, our politicians regurgitate because of kickbacks that they get, you know, in all industries, and we're going to take a look at that. But I want you to take a good look at these trucks. These trucks, okay, they're they're headed to the border, okay. These are trucks from American corporations, okay. They're headed to the border to Mexico like they do every single day. This is not covered. They keep us hoodwinked, you know, with other things that are going on. But this is... This is what they're doing. They have uh, de-invest in America. Um, And not just black people are going to suffer from this, although we're going to suffer the most. Now white people are beginning to see the handwriting on the wall. Okay. Um, So let's talk about uh, some of the weapons that that are going to be used or that is being used in this civil war too. Okay. Um, the weapons are economic chaos, uh, food shortages, lawlessness, utilities, homelessness, unemployment, incarceration, uh, taxes on the American people, culture wars, surveillance, and crime. Now, now, there's a word that, you know, many people are unfamiliar with. It's called corporatocracy, okay? And, and what corporatocracy means is it's a, uh economic, political, and judicial system controlled by business corporations or for corporate interests. Okay, Brother Lance, you, if you will put that, uh, the picture of the spider that I have with the different um, corporate structures that are connected around the world. It says World Wide Web. Okay, I think, um, is this it? Because I, I see them small. Let's oh, oh, okay. No, it, it's, like a, it, it's like a spider, and, and it, it's connected to um, different words. It's like a black, not that one. It's next to that, I believe. Okay. Only reason why I'm that's not it. seeing it. Okay, there it is. Because the thumbnail is so tiny. Okay. So that's why I'm, you know, it's not like it's big. But go ahead, brother. I'm oh, good. Okay, okay, okay. So as you can see here, um, one of the things about the spider, and, and, we, and I always like to use something in nature before I actually go into an explanation, is that the spider's web, the silk, is the strongest sub- substance or fiber in the world. It uh, is even stronger than steel. Okay, and uh, 
So the, the spider uses deception to catch its prey. And I remember seeing this documentary about spiders where this spider set up an elaborate web all the way across a river because that is where the dragon flies, the direction they were flying in. But it was an invisible web. You couldn't even see it until it was too late. But one of the things that, um, in that statement I made about the uh, corporatocracy, okay, and, and how it's part of a, a economic, political, and judicial system that's controlled by businesses, corporations, or corporate uh, interests. And each one of these areas, uh, from uh, the judicial system, okay, to uh, employment, to uh, law enforcement, to military, to religion, to education, all of these are part of the same system. And, and why, why is this important? This is important because this system is, these systems are controlled by factions outside of our ability to affect it. Okay, so one of, one of the reasons, and uh, Lance and I was talking about this earlier, where we constantly call for unity for our people with the realization now that this may never happen, is that all of these industries are a part of this uh, paradigm shift. They are at the forefront of this civil war, and they are the ones that are driving, okay, uh, this migrant crisis, okay, in order to replace black people okay this this is no matter what kind of spin they put on this this is what's happening okay this is why the border is open okay and this is why they're going into major cities where blacks have the highest populace okay this this is something that anybody can clearly see but the reason why um all of these uh systemic um, connections and network are are part of this this civil war too is because they are the ones that are responsible for the decades of this being the way it is and and we're going to look at this and talk about this um also as well and and I have a picture you don't have to show it lance but it's uh it's a picture of the big freights that come in from China every day. You can go right down here at the, at the wharf and see them. Okay, they, they come in every day. Yeah, that's them. Now, they tell us that we are at, in a trade war with China. That is not true, and I'm going to give you the statistics to show you why that's not true. Okay, uh, the U.S. trade deficit with China is almost a half a trillion dollars, okay? It's $429.2 billion. One of the things that they're not showing, okay, on TV is that uh, this is another thing that's orchestrated. It's not just, although the migrants represent the largest uh, percentage of people coming through our southern border, 
okay, again, which is orchestrated because of corporatocracy and, and the spider web that I showed you that's connected to all of the different systems in the world and America in particular, is that Chinese migrants are the fastest growing group crossing from Mexico to the U.S. at the southern border. They're also entering the U.S. from San Diego into California. Now, I, I don't know if you saw that, Lance, or not. but uh, Yeah, I heard about that. Yes. And uh, so they showed a border guard that was standing there looking the other way. They're coming through the damn fence 25 feet away from him, and he's looking in the opposite direction. Like, you know, you know how it is when you're trying to act like you know something is going on, but you're trying to act like you don't know what's going on. Right, right. You know, the okie doke. But but the these Chinese immigrants, too, I don't believe that they're just regular uh, Chinese citizens. Okay, first of all, because they don't have the money to come to this country. These are people that have been targeted by Chinese corporations that have a trade uh, partnership and alignment with the U.S. with U.S. corporations and the U.S. government. Okay, uh, we also talked about. Uh, okay, you can remove that one, Lance. I want to show. Uh, okay, the the one with the snake. I want to put that up there. And the reason why I want to put this up is because, uh, you know, we have always been, and I don't know if you can see it, but you see the snake with the double forked tongue. Okay, this is a reality for our people. We have always been lied to. Okay, they never had any intention of doing anything to up. Black people have. They talk about pull yourself up by your bootstraps. How about pulling yourself up by your toes and your fingers and your feet and your arms and your legs and your eyes and your ears? Because black people have had to use everything in our arsenal, okay, to fight against even when we knew or know that this double forked tongue uh, system is hoodwinking us. We clearly know that they are. And, you know, I hear people talking about different things and changes or what have you, but this aspect of it has never changed. Okay, and as we saw uh, with the first three pictures with the Civil War that was fought over black folks, Hundreds of thousands of Americans killed because of you. Uh, we saw with the caravan of trucks that go to Mexico every day that's never reported, that where all the jobs uh, have gone because the United States, and we're getting ready to talk about that right now, um, the United States have uh, th these huge trade deficits with these two countries, as well as everything that's imported into this country is imported with these two trade partners. There is no trade wars going on, okay? This is a lie. This is a, a double fork tongue 
uh, propaganda and narrative. And, and again, you know, white people have the financial wherewithal to, um, you know, to overcome this where we don't. And, and this is one of the reasons why for decades we have been crying to our people, okay, to let's do something. You know, all of our great ancestors, the one thing they constantly said is learn to do for self. Um, but again, our definition of that, okay, is glitter and gold or a fake glitter and gold. Okay, that has nothing to do with us building the foundation that we have. And now they are blatantly bringing millions of people into this country, okay, that they know that's going to work for $5 an hour because, again, these things that are planned are planned decades in advance, okay? This is not something that is, was just planned five or ten years ago. The first thing we know is the destabilization of these countries. When you look at Venezuela, and the inflation rate there, 249%, where a loaf of bread costs $15. See, this is because when a people have, when you look at some of the behavior that they're existing, it's because they have been denied the basic things that you need, food, shelter, and clothing. And if you want to bring out the animalistic behavior of human beings, okay, you put them in a trap like you do a rat, okay, and see what happens. When you look at uh, countries in Central America, um, you're looking at 124% inflation. Okay, so when people have lived under these conditions for decades, and then they come here to what is perceived as the land of milk and honey, because we already know that the the American propaganda machine lies about black Americans to these people before they even come to this country. And as I, as I said before, when you are perceived as the ones that are taking food out of their mouth and their children's mouths, even though this is our country, then you are a target. And again, you can look at this snake and see one of the reasons I chose this is because obviously they are using uh, the um, homosexual uh, angle as well to destabilize uh, the American moral and ethic uh, foundation. Okay, and, and I'm talking about with black folks, okay, because when you start talking about morals and ethics, again, uh, these are things that we're a toll, but behind closed door, doors, that's thrown out of the window, okay? All right, brother, uh, the next picture I want to show, uh, you see the one with the wolf and the sheep? That's, I, I want to okay. talk about, yeah, I want to talk about that for a second. Um, yeah, that's it. Now, when you, when you look at the sheep and you look at the behavior that 
that defines a sheep. This is the position that they want to keep our people in, okay? And, and I, I will say this. Our people do fight back when their backs are against the wall, even though, you know, the, we exhibit maybe not in our behavior, but in our psyche, we, be, we exhibit a type of sheep-like behavior. And, and that is because we are like the picture we just saw of the snake. The wolf is an apex predator. So, you know, I'd rather deal with a fox, I mean a wolf than a fox, because a fox is going to tell you something that you want to hear. This is the problem that we have in politics, where they tell our people, they keep us in a sheep-like state because a sheep is not going to be aggressive against people they think are on their side or helping them, okay? And then if there is a shepherd that's misguiding them, then it's all over for them. But this is the position our people have always found themselves in. I know we don't like to think of ourselves this way, but this doxile position that they have always had us in has a lot to do with the things, the way that we interpret, okay, this wolf-like system. And, and one of the ways they keep our people um, off guard is through religion. Let's face it, you know, um, they use religion where they tell our people that, you know, we're serving the same God, okay, or the same creator. And, you know, that there is a, within this system, of religion, then you're loved, okay, by a fox, I mean by a wolf, and by a snake, okay. Now, all you have to do is stop lying to yourself, and you know that in nature this is impossible, because if you see a wolf, they're going to kill you. They're going to eat your flesh, and they're going to drink your blood. The same thing with a poisonous snake, that cobra. If that cobra hits you, uh, you have a short window of time to get that anti-venom to live, okay? So the reality is that this Civil War II that has been created, okay, has been created in order to continue to keep our people in sheep-like state. We know this because, and, and we're going to go back uh, and talk about this, uh, when we talk about the weapons, okay? But I just want to co co cover a few more things before we go back and talk about this. Um, the, the, the U.S. trade deficit in Mexico is $152.4 billion. Now, an interesting thing happened, thank you, Brother Lance, um, that kind of got swept under the, the media. Well, not swept, this was... Because, again, the corp we focus on the government a lot, which is true. The government is behind uh, everything that happens in this country and in the world, okay? However, we underestimate the power of the U.S. corporations that have an effect on us in all of the areas that I showed with the spider, okay? And, and we're going to see this very clearly. Um, but what happened was... Mexico replaced China, 
okay, as the top exporter to the U.S. in 2023. This is very, very significant. And, and so there is a agreement, I believe, with the Mexican government and our government that they were going to allow this type of thing to happen at the U.S. southern border where people can just crash, invade the country, okay, and make it look like, you know, it's some type of, uh, you know, illegal immigration when it's something that has been planned for decades, and I'm going to show you how. Okay, um, but yeah, so Mexico, and this is very significant, has replaced China. This is why we, we went from, you know, depending on China so much, now our corporate manufacturers and major plants are in Mexico. So they also, they're doing trade with America. So what happens is... The American corporations no longer want to pay you $20 an hour, $30, or whatever they're paying you, okay? Because of the system, and I always, I always show this, of the, uh, the serf and peasant against the Lord, kings, and knights. And see, the corporations are the ones uh, that are fueling, okay, this Civil War too. Because they are not going to pay black people anymore what they are worth, okay, and what they know that they owe black people, okay. They, they are not going to do that, okay. And so this is the most asinine thing that a government and the corporations that have become wealthy off the backs of our ancestors can do. Okay. So uh the the uh trade deficit with Mexico I'm sorry the uh Mexico replaces China as the top exporter to the US in twenty twenty three of a staggering four hundred and seventy five point six billion dollars or half a trillion dollars. Okay. So Again, what they do with the double forked tongue is while they're uploading all this garbage and telling our people and making us have this false hope and showing celebrities and showing bling bling and doing all these other things, okay, they're bamboozling us, okay, because this paradigm shift that's coming it's going to take us down. It's going to it's going to have an effect on Black America. And, and you know, our people, you, we've been through a lot. But again, you know, we're going to have to stand up against this. I'm very proud of the people in Chicago. I don't know what's happening in New York, okay? But uh, um, our, our people in New York, they got to stand up too, because again. We're focusing on the migrants, and, you know, I know people might get upset with me when I say this, but what has been done to their countries where they came from have made them the way they are. And and they the reason why they are have this attitude is because 
This is what has been promised to them. I, matter of fact, I heard one of the uh, migrants in uh, New York say that. Uh, they were interviewing him, and he said, well, I guess all of the things they told us was not true. Uh, what is he talking about? What did they tell them? Okay. So you, you have a situation where they they have already equipped them with uh, cell phones where they forget about, before we even talk about the money, they have a way to communicate that the government is, is feeding information to them, okay, in this Civil War II that allows them to, to narrate, to uh, navigate the system where the American people that have been here, okay, and blacks in particular, okay, are the ones that's being affected by this. Okay, so um, this is the first time that Mexico in, in 20 years became the leading source of goods imported by the U.S. And as I said, this is an uh, invasion of the body snatchers because there's no question you, you're being replaced, okay? And um, we're going to have to take some drastic actions um, to fight against this. But um, re replacing black people is orchestrated. Now, when I said that I'm going to give you proof of the, the fact that they are orchestrating this, it's right here. Uh, the latest report is that the government is giving temporary protected status to an estimated 472,000 uh, half, oh my God, Venezuelans who arrived in 2023. This act alone allows them to work in the U.S., okay? Now, I'm going to read that again in case in case it didn't sink in. So this civil war, okay, was set up basically with the same mentality that you saw from the first civil war because of you. Because believe it or not, this has always been the fundamental issue in America, black people. And, and it will always be because you are so valuable to the existence of this country. So now they wanna take away whatever little power you gain, okay, by fighting like hell to get to where we've gotten. But I wanna read this again. This is something they're not talking about. All you're talking about is, is showing people coming across the border. But they're not telling you that um, this was orchestrated and that this they are providing the financial means for this to happen because they are partners with China and Mexico. There are no there is no trade war going on. That is a blatant lie. Uh, the government is giving temporary protective status. Get this to an estimated. 472,000, okay, 472,000 Venezuelans who, because, again, I want to go back to this. 
this hyperinflation, 249% inflation, where a loaf of bread costs 15 to $20 in Venezuela. Okay. And then you got people who have lived under these conditions for decades. What do you think they're going to do when they come here? They're going to, they're going to work any kind of job they can get because $5 to them is like $100 an hour. And this is what our people are not seeing. This is, this is why this uh, attitude exists. Because this is literally, you're talking about going to a land of milk and honey. This is their land of milk and honey. Okay. Um, but this act allows them to work in the U.S. So, you know, I don't know why people are saying that, um, you know, it's going to take them uh, X amount of years to go through the court system. Uh-uh. They're telling you that, okay, and like that double forked tongue snake that I showed you, they are telling you that. When right here we know, okay, that they have already made provisions for them to work in this country, 472,000 people, okay? And on top of that, 40% of the 60,000 migrants seeking housing in New York City, uh, the city is paying to house uh, Venezuelans. See, this is not what they're telling you, okay? So they, they got us focused on people from Central America, but uh-uh, that's the okie doke, okay? That is, they, they have uh, some type of standard agreement with Mex with uh Venezuela, um the Venezuelan uh government, okay, that because they collapsed their economy, that they're gonna now bring that labor force here. Okay. And this is this is what the Civil War Two is. It's the uh fight over who is going to be the next labor class? Because remember, again, no matter what they tell you, we are in that feudal system. And they have to have that labor class, that serf and peasant class, okay, in order for them, for the profit and the greed that they enjoy to continue to exist. And you're standing in the way of that. That's how they look at you, okay? So you can kumbaya and think that, you know, people love you because they're preaching to you, you know, and stuff like that and quoting scriptures to you. But that is not what's going on. Okay. Um, so let's talk about uh, these weapons. Okay. Um, for the, first of all, let me define um, the definition of weapons. A weapon is a thing designed or used for inflicting bodily harm or physical damage. A means of gaining an advantage or defending oneself in a conflict or contest. Okay, so let me read that again. Okay, a weapon is something designed or used for inflicting bodily harm. Okay, do on you. Or physical damages. It is a means of gaining an advantage of defending oneself, okay, 
in a conflict or contest. The new paradigm, however, and these are my words, includes the uh, designed psychological weapons used for inflicting harm on you. And let's talk about uh, what what that is or what these um, weapons are. Um, let, let's talk about three things that's very important to our people before we go into the other two. Um, Lance, I have a, I have a picture of uh, the um, unemployment figures there. It's like a bar. Um, not that one. It's a it's a bar. Uh, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Oh, I think I might have knocked it out by mistake. Let me go find it. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what? Don't worry about it. I can t I can talk about it without that. But um, okay, just give me a second. I'll, yeah. Okay, but you why don't you put up the homelessness uh, picture again? We'll talk about that weapon. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about mm -hmm. the other one, uh, brother Lance. It's good. But um, you know, so what they do is, and and I watch these things because it's it's also a psychological game as well with our people, and sending a dog whistle to other cultures of people. But now when they show, because they know most people watch CBS News in the evening where you have millions of people watching this, but they're always going to have black people as the face of it, okay? And they're sending you a signal, okay, to let you know, okay, I don't care what they say, they have the money to change homelessness right now. In fact, the hundreds of millions of dollars that's being given to the migrants that come across the border Okay, they can say illegal all they want. It's legal, okay, because they are the ones that's making it legal. So you can get mad at the migrants all you want, but, you know, it's our own corporations and government that's behind this, okay? So uh, let's look at uh, homelessness. Huh? huh? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, no, I, I just threw off again. Um, repeat what you said, brother. Oh, about uh, about them putting uh, black people as the face of this homelessness. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me just yeah. let me just let you know, I'm I'm tethering through my phone. Okay. My internet module is giving me problems, so I'm going to have no to dis yeah yeah. I'm, I'm disconnecting. You will continue, okay. but I'm going to fall off for a second because the charge on the phone is at five percent. We're not going to make okay. it, so I'm going to go snatch maybe ten minutes of a charge. And come back. Okay. Because and I know you have another photo or so to put up, but this is going to cut out on me and I won't be able to operate the show. I, uh, you know, I don't know how the power just went back down so fast. So give me at least six minutes to charge yeah. it up and I'll be back. Okay. For me, it's going to cut off, but okay. you'll still be on the show. So just okay, give me great. that. And when I come back, I'll announce my presence. Okay. Thank you so much, brother. Okay, bro. All right. Mm -hmm. So, so um, homelessness is rampant in America. 2.5 million children and 7 million Americans per year have no stable place to live. Americans are being forced into obscurity and abject poverty. And homelessness is the result of multiple system failures. 
happening simultaneously. Okay, so again, we're, we're looking at a situation that's orchestrated. And so I started, I started looking back at, you know, when this whole thing really collapsed, you know, when they used different medical things to, to um, put people in certain positions. I won't, I won't say the name. We all know what we're talking, what I'm talking about. But something that's very interesting, and I see this here in the Bay Area, is that there is a tremendous amount of new black people that I see out here living like this. And uh, I got a chance to speak to a few of them. And interestingly enough, um, a lot of these people um, work or used to work before they found themselves. And because it's a double-edged sword. Once you get to this level, okay, then it's hard for you to get any kind of services. It's hard for you to get a job because you have to have a uh, stable residence, a telephone, okay, for people to contact you in order, and they use this against our people. So the minute you say that you're homeless, or the minute you appear to be homeless, then they look at it as, okay, one more person, you know the word they use, that we don't have to worry about. Okay, so we can just drive them into the ground, and we know that the chances of them ever recovering, okay, is little to none. Um, now, the interesting thing about this is you got people coming into this country that's staying in five-star hotels. Many of these uh, brothers, because I've talked to them, are veterans, okay? And this is another thing they're not talking about. There's a lot of white veterans out there, too. I talk to them all the time, okay? So, you know, the thing is, and Latino, I, you know, they're Americans, okay? Let me put it that way. People born in this country are the ones that's bearing the brunt of this assault on our on our people. It is, and you know, again, I know that you know because of the proximity of the migrants being in the black communities that that's going to set up a natural tension and fight. It's really the elected officials that are behind this. Okay, they're the ones, and it almost seems when you look at this guy, uh, this mayor from New York, and the and uh, BS he's talking, you can't tell me that this is the person that's making the decisions. There is a hidden hand, okay, behind the scenes that is making the decisions about what's happening in our major cities. And they are almost powerless. They they can. So what they do is they put them out in front of the media, of the propaganda, and they make them the face of the problem. Okay. When, in effect, we know that there is a hidden hand outside, okay, 
of the constraints and the uh, regulations, okay, of our government that are controlling the people that run our cities. You can clear, because no one in their right mind, okay, would put American citizens in this position, okay, unless unless there was some type of deliberate act being done. And the deliberate act that's being done, again, as always, in Civil War II, is to drive black people to the bottom of the economic and social ladder in this country. And how does that happen? Okay, that happens as a result of unemployment. Um, that's why I wanted Lance to show the figures. Uh, because the thing that, so I'm going to quote some of the um, data in, in that um, picture that I sent to Lance. Uh, uh, Hispanics or Latinos, however you want to refer to them, okay, are uh, 63% uh, less likely to be unemployed than black people. Uh, whites are 93% less likely to be uh, unemployed than black people. And Asians, get this, are 104% less likely, okay, to be um, unemployed than black people. So there you go right there, okay. This is the weapon, okay, the weapon of unemployment. Because if you're in your country, if you're in this country and you don't have a source of income or revenue, then, then you're like a duck out of water, a fish out of water, okay, because ducks do come out of the water. Um, and this is the image that they want to pre uh, present before the world because, again, we know that CBS News, part of this uh, propaganda arm, is seen by millions of people around the world. But they have our face there. They're telling you this is what, they're going to do to our people if we don't continue to fight back, okay? That this is what they have planned for you and I, okay? They have always had this plan, okay? And this Civil War II is going to bring about, okay, this paradigm shift where they're going to remove you, put you down here, and then the people that they brought here legally, you know, they can say legal all they want, okay? Their plan, the plan is to put them over you. Okay, so if you don't have the means, now now let's look at something. We know that whites have over 100% uh, of the capital that we have, okay? The, they're going to be, there, there's a certain class that's going to be affected. But for the most part, um, white people still run the system and the corporate corporations that are um, engaged in this civil war. Okay, so as as we well know that this has always been a part of their agenda and plan. Um, okay, you, for there are numerous reasons for this. 
Okay, but they and and with those numbers that I just presented to you, okay, that alone, okay, is going to bring about this great paradigm shift that's going to change life as we know it forever. Okay, and again, I don't like to be like a doomsayer or a bringer of bad news, but bad news. It depends on how you perceive it, okay, because it's actually good news because it's better to be aware and prepared for something, okay, like we saw with the wolf and the sheep, okay. It's better for you to be aware that there is something that can eat your flesh and drink your blood, a system that is literally doing that, than not to be aware of that, okay. Um um in in addition to unemployment okay and the unemployment is is going to cause crime okay there's going to be a spike in crime like we see right now there's a huge spike in crime why okay because people have to survive um i talked about the maslow hierarchy of needs in, in on one of the videos okay but all of these things are going to be at risk for our people. Um, one of the things that happen happens as a result of being in that condition is um, you you lose uh, your self esteem, okay, and then you implode, you know, where you have self destruction and you blame those that look like you that don't have the power to change the conditions that we're in. So you know this is where this comes from. But I want to say to black people today um, that we're, we're going to have to change our ways, okay? We're going to have to change our ways and our way of thinking, and we're going, instead of this kumbaya stuff, okay, we're going to have to look at the weapons that are being used against us and who's using these weapons and why they're using them and what we have to do to formulate a coalition okay, to fight back against this. This is something that we have to do. We have to organize and we have to, uh, I don't even want to use the word unite anymore because it's obvious that for whatever reason, that's not going to happen with our people. So those of us, as I was talking with Lance earlier, well, those of us that recognize this, um, you know, we're going to have to continue to stay organized, to continue to put this message out, to fight against the double-forked-tongue uh, propaganda that's being told to our people. Now, again, when you're unemployed, okay, and don't have any source of revenue like many of our people are in this condition, crime is going to increase. And when crime increases, what happens? You go to jail or you go to prison, okay? for committing acts simply now not not all of them but there there's a there's a, a a portion of crime that's created out of just the need to survive okay and again i'm not making any excuses for that but you know in america um if you don't have a source of income uh, and that's that weapon uh, in itself 
they're using. The other thing that they're using too, um, there there are over six thousand banks, okay, that have closed, okay. So, on the one hand, they're shifting. The paradigm shift is changing on several fronts, okay. It's changing in the financial world, okay, where we don't we don't know why all these banks are closing, but we know that there's a reason for it. And it's obvious that they're going to shift to this digital system, okay, to try to lock us out more, to completely close the door. The other thing is the people that are coming over here, uh, there are, are no records, okay, uh, criminal, financial, whatever, have you. They have perfect credit, so they'll be able to replace you in your neighborhoods. Okay, all of this is orchestrated. Okay, and it's hard for me, okay, to accept the fact that the people that are running these systems here in this country, okay, will continue to fool our people and smile in our face when they know what they are doing to black people. They know this. They know that the people that they are bringing into this country legally, because I don't use illegal. That's not what's happening here. Okay. Okay, so they know that primarily it's going to be a black and brown civil war. They know this. This is what they have orchestrated and are planning. Okay, because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the scarce resources that are now going to people who have to eat, have to be housed, okay, are are going are being taken from, okay, what the a lot of the services that were provided for the black community, okay, this is a fact. We we can't dance around this, and we can't act like this doesn't exist, and this is going to create an economic chaos. Okay, this is going to create economic chaos, and this economic chaos is going to cause more of the rise of the private prison sector. Okay, this is also orchestrated, okay, because, you know, th this is another form of making, you know, lots of fiat, okay, when you have people that that you can incarcerate, okay, put them in a position that when they come out, uh, they'll never be able to work again in your system. Okay, this this same this same system has been set up, okay, for hundreds of years. Okay, this is this is nothing new. It, it's just now. At a different level. So, so what is the definition of economic chaos? Um, economic chaos is a breakdown in normal com commerce facilitated, and that's an important word, facilitated by actions such as the destabilization of currency, which they're doing now, and or hyperinflation, which they did in Central America and Venezuela, which results in social chaos, okay, 
or civil unrest. And you see, this is not only is there going to be social chaos, but it's going to be civil unrest. So what happens in the case of civil unrest? It's going to be martial law declared. Okay. Again, your rights are going to be taken away. Um, a long-term economic state that is characterized by unemployment, which we just talked about, low prices, low levels of trade, and investment. So, um, again, this economic chaos is one of the weapons that is being orchestrated with this invasion. Um, and it's being orchestrated against you. Uh, let's talk about uh, another weapon, food. The global food shortage in 2023 was a year of famine and hunger. Okay. Uh, the global food shortage in 2023 was the biggest year of famine and hunger is what I meant to say. The UN World Food Program or the WFBP single out 2023 as a record year for global food insecurity, which occurs when a person is uncertain how they will obtain their next meal. Um, now we all know about GMOs, but um, the, the, the one thing, and, and I remember talking about this on one of the videos that I did with uh, Brother Lance, is uh, how uh, I had a dream where I saw uh, seven or eight, uh, like, soldier-looking men with full-out gear on, helmet, shields, everything, with AR-15 standing in front of all the grocery stores and black people standing there pleading to get food, okay? A, a day like this is coming. I don't, I don't know what's going to be the impetus for this, but this is part of the coming paradigm shift, okay? And this is what's going to cause, again, economic chaos, because you got to have food. You're going to have people fighting in the streets over food. I believe I heard Lance say one time that people are going to be coming in your home and you can have $5,000 on the table, and all they want to get is the food out of your refrigerator. <laughs> For real. Okay? Yeah, this is, a, this is a reality that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we've been pleading with our people, okay, to go back to farming, go back to growing your own food. If you go to any place in communities where black people live, um, all you're going to do is see sugar products on the shelves. That's all you're going to see. And and that in itself is a weapon. Uh, I know there are plenty of people that have talked about this, but I just want to say that there was a time, you know, when our parents and stuff, they made sure that we ate nutritious food with, with the right amount of protein. Okay? Now, you could have a little sweet here and sweets here and there, but that was not your, you know, culinary diet. That was not what you, you know, you eat uh, greens or soul food, greens, peas, corn, rice, you know, you ate fruit, you know, make sure you ate veggies, broccoli, my favorite. 
nowadays, all of our kids, uh, children, we send to McDonald's, a Burger King, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, all of these places where we send our children to eat, okay? This is going to – a lot of the, the things that we have now ingrained in our culture, the behaviors, are going to be turned back on us, okay? Because you can't make, you, make anybody sell you food. They can discriminate against you with you being in a store. You can go in a store, and they can say, uh, well, you know, you can't shop here today. They have that right. You can go to a restaurant, and a restaurant owner can say, you're not, uh, I don't want you eating here. So, again, you know, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, maybe a drone, you know, coming and threatening black people, whatever, but something's got to give. Because we keep waiting and waiting, like you said, Lance, like something to drop. And, and this comes from, the, again, religion has put our people in a coma, okay? Because this comes from that, uh, I don't, what, what's the terminology they use? The rapture or waiting for somebody to come back to change your condition? No. No, you've been given the ability to change your own condition. Okay, and that's the one thing that that has done to our people, okay? Nothing's going to ever change for us unless we bring about that change. Now, uh, yeah, you're back, Brother Lance? You're back? Oh, okay. But anyway, um, there um, there is a picture that I showed with uh, the brother being incarcerated. Okay, this goes hand in hand with this plan, okay, to, to create and destabilize the economy, uh, to create this civil war, okay, and then, all right, to incarcerate our brothers because they're, they're going to be doing things, um, again, because we have this relationship with fiat with this glittering gold that we'll, we'll kill our own mama to get, okay? And so, unfortunately, our people will do anything to each other, okay? Because very seldom are they going to do it to other people. We're, we're going to take from our own people. We're going to be predators on our own people. Um, we see this behavior in the migrants, okay, because, again, you know, when you, when you take somebody out of a condition where they have to, have to operate at an animalistic level because of the conditions, that economic conditions that have been created, and then they open the lab and say, all of you go out, then you're going to get the first thing you can get your hands on. Okay, that's just human nature. Whereas we need to be focused uh, not just on the migrants, but on these people that are running these cities, okay, and on the government that has uh, brought these people legally into this country. Um, the other, the other thing uh, that they're going to use is utilities, okay. We, we can see this here in California, okay. Um, 
One one of the things that's happening, and again, I always use a reference. I've worked in the solar business for seven years. Is is that um, you know they can do things that you're unaware of. They they can actually um, uh, cut off uh, certain services in order. They can make millions of dollars just by cutting off uh, your electrical service uh, during peak time. Okay, I'm going to give you an example, and 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 this is why um, this is part of this paradigm shift that's coming because again, uh, the people that are controlling these utilities, okay, they don't care nothing about black people. Okay, um, the utility crisis is uh, another form of orchestrated chaos. A demand supply gap was created by energy companies, mainly Enron, okay, to create artificial shortages. This is what I was talking about. Energy traders, okay, because a lot of the different corporations, um, they uh, work with the major uh, utility company in each state. Okay, I know this is a fact. All right, but the energy traders, they um, take power plants offline for maintenance during days of peak demand. This is what I was just talking about. They do this deliberately. Okay, and, and this is to increase the prices. Uh, this is to increase the prices. So the energy prices here in California, electricity in particular, and gas, has gone out of the roof. Okay. Uh, there, there are electric bills uh, in residents, in homes, that are over $1,000. There are gas uh, prices that are four and $500, depending on how many people you have living in a house. Okay? Um, also, the traders or the corporations that are fueling this um, uh, were thus able to sell power at premium prices. And I get this, sometimes up to a factor of 20 times its normal value. So they're also using the utilities um, as, a form, as a weapon, okay, because they know that, you know, a lot of black people um, not only struggle to pay rent, and mortgage, keep food on the table, what have you, or pay their car note or do all of these things. But now you're blindsiding them, okay, with a punch in the back of the head, okay, with these high gas and electric prices. And this is also part of this coming paradigm shift because they're going to, they ran a trial run where they blacked out New York City. I don't know how long it was for. Um, they did this in another city as well. Because, again, the day is coming where we're going to have to be uh, used to living maybe half of the day without electricity. Okay? That day is coming. Okay? Maybe gas. Not so much gas, but electricity. They're playing a lot of games with electricity, okay, because they can manipulate the ionosphere uh, with the heart machine. So um, this, this is another thing that our people are unaware of, that um, 
uh, a lot of the uh, corporations that are in the utility business that are, is driven by greed and profit, they use the same tactic, okay, that I just explained to you. And, uh, you know, again, because our people don't have uh, any subsidiaries of these corporations um, that, where our interests are, you know, we don't have anybody lobbying for our interests like, like these corporations do, um, then we're left in a situation where we just have to deal with whatever comes down the pipeline, okay? And this is a reality that, um, you know, our people are going to have to live with, okay? Um, the other thing is a couple more things, um, a couple more weapons, okay, that um, they're, they're using, okay, in this civil war, okay, is uh, – creating culture wars, okay? So what what is a culture war, okay? A culture war um, in the U.S. is identity politics, okay? So this is why I always try to get you to identify with a certain political party, okay, because <clears throat> it's usually ascribed to uh, those oppressed, minority groups, which, which black people are part of, who are fighting against discrimination. Now, let me read that again. Um, the creation, they have created this cultural war and this civil war, again, with the people they're bringing legally into this country through the southern border. Okay, they can say legal all they want. It's not illegal. It's legal. Because if you can, they shut down a whole country, Iraq, in less than two weeks, okay? Now, if you can shut down a whole, the borders of a whole country, okay, how in the hell could you allow not shut down our southern border? Tell me that. And Iraq is one of the largest countries in the um, so-called Middle East. We know there's no such thing as the Middle East, but for, for lack of a better term right now, um, <clears throat> they shut down a whole country, okay, the, the borders of a whole country. And, uh, you know, if you can do that, then certainly you can shut down our southern border. So, you know, that's, that's a double fork-tongue lie. But they created this cultural war and this civil war in the U.S. by identity politics. Now, here's the other thing about this, okay? The people that they are bringing to this country are going to be diametrically opposed to you and any politics that you might have. Why? It's because this is how they're being trained. They are being indoctrinated okay, to fight against you. And even though, you know, white Americans and other Americans may feel the effect of it, and, um, and what they're doing in effect is they're creating this civil war between black and brown people. This is an orchestrated create, creation of a cultural war, okay? Um, the other thing about a cultural war is it is a conflict between groups, okay, because 
many of the people coming here from these other countries don't speak English. Okay, and that in itself, okay, uh, sets up this conflict between groups of people, okay, that have different uh, cultural ideals, beliefs, or philosophies. Let me say that again. Okay, in the U.S., the creation of cultural wars, which is a deliberate plan, it's a game plan that they've had in place for decades, okay, because you have to destabilize a country in order to bring that workforce here, okay, um, is usually in the U.S., it's uh, identity politics, okay, and it's usually ascribed to those oppressed minority groups who are fighting against discrimination, which you. Okay, a conflict, it's also a conflict between groups that have different cultural ideals, uh, beliefs, or philosophies. And the, the conflict that emerges when differing, differential values and beliefs of what is acceptable behavior within a society contradict, clash, or fail to coexist. And this is what we're seeing today. We're, we're seeing this clash, okay, between the people that they are brought here because they have a different way of perceiving um, the values that we have, okay? Also, the beliefs that we have. Even the religion that the majority, the, I, saw, I believe it's 70%. Maybe 75% are Catholic, okay? But black folks are Protestant. And this in itself is going to set up a, a serious conflict. And, and the religion you love so much is going to set up a serious conflict because they believe and they have been indoctrinated about the Virgin Mary, okay, the Rosary Deeds, which our black, our black folks know nothing about. But yet, you're spewing the same religious rhetoric, but they're incredibly, they're using, uh, and, and I forgot how many denominations there are um, in uh, the Protestant uh, aspect of Christianity. It's, I think it's over 3,500, something crazy. But what you got to understand is, in Catholicism, it's one connection okay and this is where again is going to hype up this civil war it's going to create religion of the people that are being brought to this country is going to be one of the major fuels behind this conflict and this paradigm shift that is coming okay and it's not going to take a whole it's going to in 2024 it's going gonna, it's gonna to bust out. It's going to break out. We're going to clearly be up against something that we, up until this time, have never faced. Okay? It's one thing when you are fighting against people that control the system that's oppressing you. It's another thing when you're fighting against people who are dependent on those same systems, okay, in order for their... Uh, survival and their children's survival. That changes everything. Um, and, and again, 
the conflict that emerges when these differential values exist and beliefs uh, of what is acceptable behavior. Okay, again, the other thing too is they, they are used to fighting in the streets. Okay, again, because of the lack of resources, um, they're used to um, this gangland behavior in order to survive, and they're bringing that here. Whereas in our country, even though we do have crime, okay, it's not all out chaos, that, like what we're seeing. Okay, it's not this attitude where there is no respect for the, the, this total lawlessness, okay, and chaotic lawlessness, okay, that contradict, clash, and fail to coexist with the things that we believe in. And uh, so this is, uh, this is where we're at. This is where we're at as a people, as a country now. Um, we can't continue to function the same way that we've been functioning and believing in these systems where we have always put all of our faith and eggs in one basket. Okay. And, you know, even if you just use um, the tactics that we have learned from this oppressive system where you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You, you know, you have competing factions so that you can make a choice that best benefits you. But again, you know, to, to use a political term, quid pro quo, something for something, not something for nothing. And this is what our people, now, what I saw in Chicago, yes, our people have to stand up and say, no, no more. You're not going to do this to us, okay, after all we have invested in this country that our people have bled and died for, that have built this wealth here in this country, and that can continue to do that. No, we're not going to do that. So, in closing, I know that our people that are living in the cities with, I mean, they're here too. Um, it, it may not be as, because California has always had this influx of, you know, people from all cultures. So it's not as maybe intense, but at the same time, the people who are not used to this, um, and now they have to, um, you know, fight for these resources, Yes, their anger is going to be directed towards the people that they are bring, brought into this country. But we really need to redirect our anger towards, and, and you know, it's very unfortunate that the face of the people that are making these decisions, which we know is not true, is our brothers that, that they put uh, up on the cameras like uh, like the brother in New York and the one in Chicago. It's clear because nobody in their right mind, that's why I have, it's hard for me to understand coonery. Because what you're saying is you don't have a black mother or a black father. This is basically you're denying who you are. This is, this is the fundamental um, 
aspect of coonery, okay, is that you are denying yourself, okay, they're, okay, so for these black men, okay, to look at our people and tell them that they are going to close the schools where their children go to, to, you, you know, I get it, it's cold in New York and Chicago, I wouldn't wish that on nobody, okay, but the fact of the matter is, is that you're not even doing that for the people that's already there, okay? And, and the other thing that this exposes, again, referring back to the snake with the double forked tongue, is that you have the money. So you, you don't have the money to help the U.S. citizens that you've got living in homeless camps, okay, that can barely feed themselves. But you can come up with hundreds of millions of dollars for people that are coming to the country. That is a, that is a major contradiction in itself, okay? And uh, this coming paradigm shift of Brother Lance is going to hit our people hard. Because they're, they're yes. doing it right in our face. It, it's not like, you know, and, and I sat down and I watched the buses rolling in okay and, and i'm looking at and and you know again when they use the politics that's why i i look at people i don't care what party they in i look at what the individual things that they are doing and saying but when you look at the situation and, and i know people from uh, texas a few people that, when you look at how what they have been dealing with with for all of these uh decades, man, it's overwhelming. It really is. Um, and this is not something that has just been happening. This has been happening for a long time. And you know, it, it may be a form of politics, you know, that they're caught up into for the governor of Texas to send uh all of these people to, to these different cities. But at the same time, too, uh, there's no way that any one state uh, can handle that type of uh, influx. That, that is impossible. Um, you know, so you, you have to have an open mind. What they do with our people is they get them back into a 90-degree angle and say, oh, well, these people are doing this. And, and, and again, there are several reasons for this, which is, can be part of it, but at the same time, you have to look at the actual reality of what it is. So now that they are in, uh, and I know a lot of our people are going to get angry at me, uh, no, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, okay, so, uh, you know, I don't play those games. Yeah, um, we are in serious trouble as a people and as a country because we are divided. The second civil war is going to be the destruction of this country. I guarantee you that, okay, because black folks are going to be fighting in the streets uh, with people from these other countries, okay. I guarantee because it's unfit. It's almost like a form of betrayal where you've given your whole life, 
the life of your children, your ancestors, to a system that you believed would one day, okay, regardless of all the kumbaya you do, but would someday have a change of heart. And see, this is the thing that our people have never been able to come to grips with because of Christianity. Okay, I'll say it for what it is. I don't care if you get mad at me. Uh, this has been, this has been the thing that have kept our people from moving forward more than anything else I can think of. And so with that, Brother Lance, I'm going to conclude. This is, uh, you know, this is this is something that uh, is going to hit our people so hard. It's going to be a gut punch. It is a gut punch right now, but the worst is yet to come, okay? Because we know that when the summertime comes, okay, intentions rise because of, of the the heat, you know, and people's blood is boiling, you know, and then we have this uh, tremendous warfare going on in our society with people trying to survive. Uh, it's going to get ugly. <clears throat> it's it's going to get ugly. And, and, you know, I know how people believe in, in, in praying all the time, but it's going to take more than prayer, okay, for our people, because while we're praying, um, these other people are, are actually <clears throat> setting up things to destroy you even more, okay? <clears throat> they have bombed your churches. They have killed people in your churches. <clears throat> They continue to burn down black churches. You don't hear about it. That's right. Oh, you know, the, the, the thing is, is our people just have to accept what the, what the truth is, man. You, you, you can't stand in a coma forever. Okay, this, this, this is reality. And now, like I said, I was glad to see the people in Chicago standing up to, uh, to this mayor. And their city council and, and saying, uh-uh, this ain't happening. This is not happening. So um, th there, there is hope for our people. Um, one of the areas that's going to hit us very, very hard and our children. Okay, because one of the things I see here in California is that people from their cultures tend to hire other people in their cultures. That's just human nature, right? So, the, and, and you know, and you got black folks walking into these businesses saying, well, you know, black people working in here, so I ain't gonna, you know? Yeah, no, there are no black people working in there. Because if it's owned by Asians, they're gonna hire their own. If it's owned by Latinos, it's, they're gonna hire their own. Even in the corporations like once they get as managers in these different places, they're going to hire their own. This is basic human survival. And this is why people look at us so crazy. When you look at these East Indian people, they're going to hire their own. I can go down the line. Arab people, they're going to hire other Arabs. So what is wrong with you? Why are we always asking other people to do something that we should be doing for ourselves? You, even if you don't get along with each other, and many of these people don't get along with each other. They have the same, 
They have the same issues that we have, if not bigger. The difference that I have seen is their ability to put aside these differences and still focus on the primary goal, which is economics. Okay, they're able to do that. You know, and, and even white people, I, I even marvel at them over disability. Why do our people not, with all the knowledge that we have, with all the things that, you know, we are aware of now, what is, what is it that's, that's really preventing us from, from actually trying to help each other? Uh, this, is, this is beyond madness now. So, uh, yeah, brother, so I'm going to end the presentation. Uh, you know, I yes. hope this kind of brought some light into this continuing drama and issue that, um, but, uh, yeah, man, they are planning, uh, this, this, uh, I heard that they're passing out, uh, what is $153 million of cards or prepaid cards or, um, but, but yet you, you, you know, you can't do anything for black folks. And, and again, this is going to create a lot of animosity. It already has. Exactly. It has created a tremendous amount of animosity, which it should. So, um, yeah, brother, uh, I'm glad that uh, we were able to, to have this discussion today. And um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, our next discussion next week. Continue, yes. continue the great work. Continue the great work that you're doing, Brother Lance, because uh, it's necessary. I know a lot of times, you know, when, when you uh, fight like you do to address, you know, a multitude of issues affecting our people, sometimes it seems like uh, it goes without any type of gratitude. But I'm here to tell you, brother, I'm, I'm one that's very grateful for you. I know that people in the chat room, and Thank that's you. obvious for how the people support you and follow you, that they're grateful as well. And uh, no matter what it seems like, or um, we know that uh, your platform is very, very necessary for us to continue to move forward. So thank you, brother, and keep up the tremendous work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank yes, you, brother. Sir. I really appreciate you. And um, yes, that's fuel for the fire, and I'm going to keep on going. You really yes, taught sir. and informed tonight. I just want to say there are a lot of hocus-pocus uh, type entities out here who talk about the stars and the moon and the person <laughs> that broke it down as it is. I know for sure that I have learned something tonight. I wasn't entertained with anything blurry or whatever. I learned some things tonight. I'm going to mm -hmm. apply them to my life. And yes, I thank sir. Thank you so much for that. All right, okay. brother Lance. Well, take care, brother. Okay. Much love. Much, much love, love always. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Peace. Make sure to go to landscurve.com, an online magazine established in 2001, containing written articles, 
thousands of talk shows and discussions, cutting-edge cartoons, as well as erotic expressions and tasteful adult photography. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. Once you get a taste of the world of Lance Curve, trust me, you'll be back for more. LanceGurve.com Bold, raw, and uncut.